You're listening to the Senior Care Pharmacist Podcast, ASCP's journal come to life. Visit ASCP.com journal to read the articles and ASCP.com podcast to listen to more author interviews. Hey, y'all, it's Amy Blazik here with the Senior Care Pharmacist Podcast. So grateful that you could join me today. Uh, today, we're actually going to be taking a, a little bit of a, a detour. Um, the piece that we're going to be talking about is by Nicole Early and colleagues, and it's entitled Impact of COVID-19 on Residency Training. It's in this month's edition of the Senior Care Pharmacist. It really goes through the nuts and bolts of the ASHP accreditation standards and ASHP's response to the impact of COVID-19 and, and what it's been having on residencies. Now, normally, I like to speak to the authors of the articles, but today, again, going a little off-road, going to do something a little bit different. I figured that who better to talk to about the impact of COVID-19 on the actual nuts and bolts, kind of it boots on the ground um, training, sort of the impact of COVID-19 on, on residency training than two current geriatrics residents. And so we're talking today with Dr. Nana Enswa, who is a PGY2 geriatrics resident at the Midwestern University Glendale College of Pharmacy in Glendale, Arizona, and Dr. Kimberly Wynn, PGY2 geriatrics resident at the Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center School of Pharmacy in Dallas, Texas. Welcome, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. So glad that you could make some time with me today. So I'm going to start off with with Nana. Did you have any trouble, you know, getting licensed? Um, I don't know. If, did you move to Arizona? Did you start off in Arizona? Any trouble getting set up in your new city with with sort of COVID-19? And for those of you who don't who don't know about residency training or our residency years run from July until June. And so so these are our two residents who probably did a lot of this stuff uh, right in the heart of the summertime. So thank you so much for having me on here. I am actually from Cincinnati, Ohio. So I went to school in Columbus, Ohio and did my first year of residency in Cincinnati, Ohio. And then I moved to Arizona. So East Coast to sort of West Coast. <laughs> so it was a little bit of a transition for me. I did not have any issues um, getting licensed. I think the only hurdle that I faced with my licensure was um, being able to pick a date that was soon. Um, COVID kind of affected all the testing dates that were available. Um, however, I was able to schedule one towards the beginning of August, so a little bit later than I would have preferred. Um, but still, once I got it scheduled, it was fine, and I was able to uh, take the test. And other than that, I didn't really have any other issues moving and getting settled in Arizona. I have some family out here, so that kind of made the transition a little bit better. However, I can I can sort of um, imagine if I didn't have the family support, it might have been a little bit more challenging. And Kimberly, you? Uh, yeah, luckily for me, I didn't have any problem getting licensed since I was already practicing in Texas. And I also just moved three hours over to the next city in Dallas. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like uh, that sounds like the the easiest transition for sure. Um, so, Kimberly, um, you guys are well in. Both of you are well into your second quarter of your residency. What does residency look like for you so far? Um, and how has the pandemic felt like it's changed this first part of your residency? Kimberly, we'll start with you. Yeah, so it's completely or it's very, it's been very different from what I had thought it would be like when I was in interview season a couple months back. Um, it's looked very masked, like everyone has masks on and it's been a lot of meetings through Zoom. 
Um, a lot of my teaching and precepting has gone completely virtual through Zoom. Um, however, I've been able to get a lot of work done with um, working from home. But um, as for practice, I've been able to go into um, my rotations, like such as right now I've been in the nursing home. So I've been able to go into the nursing homes. But like I said, it's just a lot more mask, a lot more COVID tests weekly. Uh, we've been um, we've had to be a lot more careful around pay, um, like the residents and people. And I've just been more cautious about my health and the health of others now as well. So it's been a lot different from what I had imagined months back. Nana? So I would also echo um, some of Kimberly's uh, sentiments specifically regarding the utilization of technology um, in terms of a lot of our meetings and uh, some of my lectures either being completely virtual or taking on a hybrid um, sort of nature where we have some um, lectures in class, but then we also have the majority of it being virtually and recorded for students to watch later on. Unfortunately, a lot of my sites still are not allowing um, providers or practitioners on site, at least for pharmacy. So um, I haven't been able to go to the nursing homes just yet. And because of that, a lot of my workups and recommendations have been virtual in that aspect. However, there are many other clinics that, you know, I am able to attend in person and meet up and face to face with my patients. Um, so for that, it has been kind of what I expected it to be. When I interviewed, it was actually around where we were starting to see sort of a first surge. So I, I was able to, I, I guess I, I was cautioned by my residency director that this year might not necessarily go as previous years had been due to COVID. And also when I was finishing up my first year, um, a lot of the ambulatory services that we provided had to be, um, we were just kind of starting that transition process. So I was able to experience that side of it prior to coming into second year. So it wasn't a total shock to say the least. Um, however, it still has impacted the way that we practice, especially as residents and kind of the learning experience that we're able to get out of it. And you were probably moving to Arizona right when that big surge was happening this summer, right? I was. Yeah, I was. So I moved here. Um, I moved here around June. So I think it was it was quite bad when I first got to Arizona in the sense that they were still sort of under a partial lockdown um, and trying to get settled in <laughs> when businesses were shut down and trying to find the things that I needed. It, it was challenging. But again, I had my family to kind of help me navigate since they knew the area really well. Um, it was really, really helpful to have them around. That's good. So so I'm going to ask kind of the, the downer question, but I'm going to ask it first so that we can end on a high note. So um, Nana, what has been, if you had to sort of reflect again on these last five months in residency, what has been the biggest bummer for you thus far? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say that one of the things that I was most looking forward to um, with this particular residency was an opportunity to participate in sort of a service learning trip or engagement. Um, and it was supposed to go to uh, South America, I believe. Um, I don't, I want to say Honduras, but I'm not too sure about that. Um, to participate sort of like a medical brigade service learning sort of a trip there. But unfortunately, it got canceled <laughs> uh, due to COVID and some of the other service learning opportunities um, that are that were available are 
not available at this point simply because of travel restrictions and um, the amount of people that can be present at a time. So we're still trying to navigate ways for me to be able to give back to the community and fulfill that uh, sort of requirement for my residency. But it's a bit of a bummer that I wasn't able to travel and participate in the service learning opportunity. Oh, I feel that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's oh, that makes me so sad for you. <laughs> that does sound like a huge it's bummer. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. How about how about you, Kimberly? Yeah, I can kind of echo what Nana was saying that how everything was kind of canceled. So some of my rotations were kind of um, changed as a result of COVID. So gone virtual. I think that's a big bummer. Or just um, some places where I was supposed to go, I can't go anymore. And I think another big bummer is just like the conferences that have gone virtual. So ASHP has gone virtual, ASCP has kind of gone virtual, and just like a lot of the social events and like um, gatherings and all the things like meeting other residents from the other Texas Tech programs, that has been kind of a big bummer for me. Um, Just having to see everyone's faces through Zoom. It's not the same as going to an actual conference or being there in person. I think that's the biggest bummer for me. Yeah, I think that that networking aspect and and just, you know, being in sort of steeped in the traditions of of whatever residency program you are, I can, oh, I feel that too. So let's end on a high note. Um, What is the one silver lining or surprise good thing uh, that has come out of your residency thus far because of the pandemic? So Kimberly, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think... Something that's really good that's come out of this residency is just like building on my adaptability skills, like having to work with the whole technology thing, knowing how to use Zoom, knowing how to deal with the pandemic. I have definitely come out of all of this with like really good skills and just like experience I can take on for future if this ever happens again, which I hope not. Um, I think that's one of the good things. Nothing, nothing like a pandemic to practice that life skill, right? <laughs> and to and to kind of realize, you know what, I am pretty adaptable. So I love to hear that. I would agree with that as well. I think the the key um, or maybe the theme for this year have, has really been flexibility because you never really knew what was coming in the next week and what change was going to be announced or made. So flexibility has been a big thing. Um, in addition, I would also say that I feel like I have um, a silver lining for me has been I've, I've experienced increased productivity. I never really realized how much time traveling in terms of driving to and from locations could really um, could really take up. However, working virtually or kind of doing the hybrid um, virtual slash in-person clinic learning experiences has really increased my productivity. I'm able to go at my own pace and get a lot more things accomplished, at least I think I am. Um, and then also I'm learning that um, the students that I'm, I'm working with, I feel like they are a bit more open um, when it's a virtual platform as as compared to an in-person platform. So if there is a silver lining, I will say that uh, I, I'm appreciative of the fact that students are taking advantage of the virtual learning platform to reach out and ask for help um, and really be more engaged, especially in lectures. At least that has been my experience thus far. So those are the things that I would say. Oh, I love to hear that. You know, I, I, when we first moved to virtual and, and you know, even continuing into this fall, that is one definite thing. I feel like the students are asking way more questions and it's like, it's what, what I've heard is that they, they don't ask questions because they don't want to interrupt the flow of the, of the lecturer. (laughs) But I'm like, 
if you're confused about something, I need you to ask. And so it's so wonderful that like they can just type into Zoom. And so I I, I love that you that you have have made that a silver lining because I definitely would agree that it is. Yeah, and having been a student not too long ago myself, and I'm sure Kimberly can also relate to this just two short years ago, I can relate to all the different variety of reasons why students would not opt for asking for help or asking questions in class. However, again, when you're virtual, your cameras are not on, people can't really see you, especially if you're a large class and nobody really knows each other too well, people are more willing to take the, the chance of asking a question that they would have been otherwise nervous to do so. So I'm appreciative of that for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I really, truly appreciate your insights today. Um, again, my guests have been Dr. Kimberly Wynn and Dr. Nana Enswa, both PGY2 geriatrics residents currently doing, doing the best they can and, and moving and shaking as much as they can during this COVID-19 pandemic and, and, and really its impact on their residency. So thanks y'all so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. So my next guest experienced COVID-19 in the last part of her residency. Dr. Sarah Visentainer is currently a clinical pharmacist for Shields Health Solutions in Stockton, Mass, and joins me today as well. Welcome, Dr. Visentainer. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad that you could join us today. So tell us a little bit about how the pandemic changed the last part of your residency, because if it was about March, I think, is kind of when, when all of that hit, and gosh, what did that do to the last part of your residency? It was definitely a little bit of a challenge when it all started kind of coming about. I did have a few P4 students on rotation with me, so it was a little bit of a learning curve trying to make sure that everything that they needed to round out the end of their, not only my rotation, but the end of a lot of their academic rotations all together, uh, so make sure they were meeting everything that they needed, as well as meeting everything that I needed to have done, and making sure all of our patient care activities were being met. So how do we meet those things while we're not allowed to go into the hospital, while we're not allowed to see patients face-to-face? Um, so that was definitely a challenge, and working around all of those restrictions was a little bit different. Um, I did have some rearranging of the availability of rotations, but just have to be flexible and make everything work. Uh, Virtual consulting, I think, was a challenge for everybody in that consulting area. So uh, that was an interesting take on things, but um, definitely made it work the longer that it went on. So uh, I think it went well, just had to take a few turns before we got to the end. Definitely. We were, we, I was talking with, um, with the two current residents about just sort of that life skill of flexibility. And so, um, speaking of flexibility and, uh, and sort of basically ultimately the reason you do a PGY2, what did the, what did the job hunting search or the job hunting kind of look like? Because clearly that was happening while the pandemic was occurring as well. Yes, it did look a little different than I would imagine it would look on a normal year. I wouldn't know otherwise, I guess, but I'm definitely doing residency in Texas and wanting to relocate back to the Northeast was going to pose challenges uh, any way that it would be. So it was a lot of 
shift into everything was virtual, all emails, and a lot of the health systems did have a lot of job postings for that short-term COVID hiring or their critical care experience. So that was kind of a challenge. It seemed the focus was shifting from less of those maintenance clinical positions uh, per se to those really right now, this is what we're looking for. So it was definitely a challenge in that way, but I was very fortunate to find this job position that I'm in right now. And it's definitely transitioning into a virtual position now set me up well to interview that way also. Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't even think about like how basically the the end of your residency kind of prepared you for this position that you've got right now. Is that right? Absolutely. The position I'm in now, we do everything is virtual all over the phone, um, talking to patients all throughout the country. So it's definitely helped me in that way, kind of be prepared for thinking outside of the box and kind of see what we can do when we can't see our patients in person. Perfect. I was asking, um, I was asking the other, the the current residents as well, um, kind of what the biggest bummer was that they have experienced thus far. And so what was the biggest bummer you experienced in that last part of the residency due to the COVID pandemic? I would say the biggest bummer was probably just wrapping everything up and not being able to see everybody face-to-face come all together to get together and celebrate that we all finished all the residents together or uh, saying goodbye to preceptors, co-residents. Um, so that was a little bit of a bummer. We did get some creative ways to work around that. So I did appreciate all of that. Uh, So just a little bit of a different ending, kind of rushing back to move, all those kinds of things were a little bit more rushed than I would have liked if it wasn't during a pandemic. For sure. I think there's there's a lot of people who have been grieving the loss of those celebrations, those those in-person celebrations that so many of us just really love at the end of end of these residency years and graduation. I think I think that's definitely, um, definitely felt everywhere for sure. So what was one of the, I guess, what, what was a silver lining or surprise kind of good thing that came out of your residency experience because of the pandemic? So I'm going to, I'm going to try to end us on a, on a positive note here. No, well, that's good. It definitely wasn't all negative things or biggest bummer for sure. Um, Definitely again, those skills to be flexible and work with whatever you have to work with. And um, we also just got creative on how to kind of see each other before the end and connect in different ways. So I think that was a really great way for us to just check in on each other and make sure that we were all doing well. So that was really a silver lining. We all kind of came together and reached out more than we had a lot throughout the year, which I thought was really great. And just coming together and all working towards a common goal, whether that's patient care or just those small celebrations at the end. I know we did virtual book clubs to stay connected. So those kinds of things uh, definitely helped me feel connected, even though we were all separate. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to meet with me today and 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 help kind of round out the podcast with the with the sort of the now now officially you know big big job kind of kind of person, but really kind of felt that initial part of the pandemic there when we were kind of all, I I think all of us were trying to figure out what exactly is this. So I really appreciate you taking the time to, to speak with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure.
Awesome. And that was Dr. Sarah Visentainer. Uh, she was a PGY2 who rounded out her year um, in, I guess, June 30th of, of this year. And we've been talking with uh, former residents and current residents today, um, really reflecting on the piece by Nicole Early and colleagues that's entitled The Impact of COVID-19 on Residency Training that you can pick up and read this month in The Senior Care Pharmacist. My name is Amy Blazek, coming to you from Dallas, Texas. And again, so grateful that you've joined me today and take good care and talk to you next time.